0: Hello, I'm Bernadette Armstrong. Welcome to Open Door Playhouse. Open Door Playhouse is a nonprofit organization supported by listeners like you. We appreciate your tax-deductible donations, no matter how small. They help keep our plays on the radio stage. A suggested donation of $5 or whatever you can manage is like buying tickets to the local theater from any location where you download your podcasts. My associate producer behind the mic is Laurie Griffith, who manages our website, newsletter, and all else. The plays are recorded at ES Audio Services in Glendale, California, with sound engineer Uriel Soto. Now playing in Theater 41, Mind Games, written by Ian Hornby and directed by Bernadette Armstrong. Me. The cast is written Frank as Anne and Amir Abdullah as Inspector Barnes.
1: Mr. blood. Yes? Detective Inspector Barnes. May I come in?
2: What's this about?
1: It would be easier inside, miss. If you don't mind.
2: Very well. But I don't have long. Come through.
1: We'd normally advise a woman alone to ask for identification before allowing someone into the house, miss. Just a friendly word of advice.
2: <laughs> Why bother? I know you're a policeman.
1: How do you know, miss? Have we met before? (laughs) No.
2: (laughs) We haven't, as far as I'm aware. But I just know things sometimes.
1: A very nice place, miss.
2: (laughs) You didn't come here to compliment me on my house, Inspector.
1: No, miss.
2: So, why did you come? You are acquainted
1: with Andrew Jeevins, miss.
2: Obviously you know I am. Why else would you be here?
1: Hmm. Indeed, Miss Avlard.
2: Okay. So what next?
1: When did you last see Mr Jeevins?
2: Yesterday, shortly after four thirty in the afternoon. I
1: see. What do you see? I'm afraid Mr. Jeevins is dead, Miss.
2: Yes. Uh, am I supposed to be sorry about that? Are you? Not in the least. The man was a pig.
1: May I ask why you say that? Yes. And will you tell me?
2: He was married.
1: Indeed he was, miss, but that hardly implies he was a pig. Unless you hate all married men, of course.
2: No. Just that one.
1: Do I take it you had a relationship with him?
2: Yes. Several, in fact. Several? Yes. We started as friends, which is a kind of relationship. The least complicated kind, in fact. Then we became lovers in both the physical and emotional senses. That developed into more physical and less emotional. On his part, at least.
1: But not on yours?
2: No, rather the reverse. As he became less dependent on me emotionally, I became more dependent on him. I would debase myself to any degree to retain his love. Whereas he saw me as a physical convenience... Marginally more interesting than his wife, I suppose. And then? And then, well... Then it developed into the most intense type of relationship of all. One based on mutual hatred.
1: You do realize we're searching for the person who killed him?
2: I assumed so, yes.
1: And that your revelations to me are moving you into prime
2: position. Are you arresting me, Inspector? Not at the moment, no. You're just... Helping the police with their inquiries? Exactly. You're not recording this, are you? No,
1: miss. Not here. Not now.
2: And you're on your own? No witnesses? Indeed. So anything I say to you is, for the moment... In confidence?
1: That's the way the law works, Miss. As you know well enough.
2: As you say, Inspector. I do know well enough.
1: Hmm. I'm surprised we never met. Uh, Professionally, as it were.
2: Yes. Have you something to tell me, Miss? Possibly. But that would make it too easy for you, Inspector. Those are the unwritten rules of the game. You ask questions, I answer them. Then you have to decide whether or not I'm telling the truth. And take action accordingly. Or not. Yes. Or not, as you say.
1: (sighs) Did you kill him,
2: miss? (laughs) Cheat! Cheat! You're trying to jump to the end of the chase.
1: Was he alive when you last saw him? Oh,
2: yes. He was alive, very much alive.
1: The pathologist puts the time of death around 5 p.m., almost exactly the time you've said you last saw him.
2: That depends on your definition of almost exactly. I actually told you, as I'm sure you remember, that I last saw him shortly after 4.30. Around 5 is not the same.
1: Half an hour isn't that long in forensic terms?
2: I bet it's a long time when you're taking half an hour to die. What do you mean by that? You're suggesting I killed him around 4.30, and yet he died around 5. That sounds like a slow and painful death to me, Inspector. That sounds like half an hour could last a lifetime. (sighs) How satisfying, that thought.
1: Satisfying?
2: Andrew, taking 30... Painful minutes to die. He deserved that. He caused me far more than half an hour's pain, Inspector.
1: I'm not sure I follow you. Are you actually saying you killed him?
2: No, I'm not saying that at all. Have you spoken to his wife? You think she killed him? No, I don't think she had the guts I would have in her position. Meaning... Oh, come on, Inspector. I don't imagine you turned up at my door completely unprepared. You must know the man was a serial philanderer. You worked with him, for God's sake. He was on traffic. I... never... Nevertheless, you must have been aware of him. It's not that big a station, and I'm sure you spoke to his colleagues.
1: He wasn't very well liked.
2: I bet he wasn't. Nobody's wife was safe when Andrew was around... And I bet there are half a dozen policewomen who rue the day they ever met him.
1: You're trying to say there could be a number of people who wanted him dead?
2: I'm dead certain there were.
1: Wanting him dead isn't the same as actually killing him.
2: No. That takes guts. And cunning, if you want to get away with it. The inside knowledge of a policeman would be a huge help. I agree. It would. Even better if you've got a few mates who'd be prepared to give you an alibi and cover up for you. You're suggesting a conspiracy. It's a possibility. Maybe you did it. Me? Are you married? Yes, but I don't see how... Do you trust I... your wife? Yes, totally. Then you're a fool. Any kids? No. Even worse, she has her days free. Did she know Andrew? She was not having affair. Okay, if you say so. You know her better than I do. Yes. You can see how the possibility makes people angry, though.
1: Of course it does! But angry enough to kill.
2: Who knows? Do you know I studied psychology?
1: I'm aware of that, yes.
2: And you can easily be tempted into thinking there are two broad kinds of killers.
1: Those being?
2: Those who kill in a fit of rage, usually driven by feelings of revenge, jealousy, and so on. And those who plan who wait for the right moment, who anticipate.
1: Their victims are just as dead. Mm
2: -hmm. But the killers are not nearly so easy to catch. A well-planned murder won't have the killer blundering out of the house, straight into a crowd of people, who witness the blood-splattered clothes and the blind panic in the eyes. I take it you have no such witness report? I'm
1: not at liberty to discuss witness reports with you. Did you plan ahead?
2: I always plan ahead.
1: I think you know what I mean. Humor me. Did you plan to kill Andrew Jevens? Yes.
2: Meticulously. You admit it? I admit to planning it. I don't admit to carrying it through.
1: So you didn't carry it through?
2: <laughs> You'll never make a barrister, will you, Inspector? You add assumptions to what you hear. Excuse me? When I said I planned to kill him, you added all on your own that I did it. When I said I only admit to planning it, you add that I didn't do it. I said neither. You've lost me. Then I repeat. I admit I planned to kill him. I used to spend hours when I couldn't sleep planning to the last detail how I'd do it and the look on his face when I did. But I will not admit to actually killing him. You might plan how to spend a lottery win, but that doesn't mean you've actually won.
1: How did you plan to kill him?
2: (laughs) Oh, you really do want it on a plate, don't you? Okay, I'll tell you. Since this is, to all intents and purposes, off the record... Go on. I plan to poison him. An undetectable poison, I think. There are such things, you know.
1: I am aware of that.
2: But, of course, the police don't want that to be public knowledge in case there's a run on murder. But if you know people... But he
1: wasn't could... poisoned. Well,
2: how do you know if it was undetectable?
1: No comment, for now.
2: So does that let me off the hook? The fact that I planned to poison him, yet he wasn't poisoned?
1: I don't think I can go so because far as to say that. Because that was the only plan I had. Really?
2: I quite fancied the idea of tampering with his precious car. It would be deliciously appropriate, don't you think? Since he loved that car more than anything else in the world. Save one.
1: Which was?
2: Himself, of course.
1: And how would you have tampered with his car?
2: (laughs) Now there you have me. And that's the reason I dropped that particular plan. I mean, you see all these murder thrillers on TV where the hapless victim's brakes fail just as they conveniently come to a point in the road where it's all downhill bends with a sheer drop to one side, and they don't have the sense to apply the handbrake or use the gears or stall the engine or even jump out. (laughs) And when they do go over the side, the car bursts into flames and incinerates all the evidence... (laughs) But I don't imagine cars really do that outside Hollywood.
1: He didn't die in his car either.
2: And he wasn't stabbed or shot, I assume? No. Well, perhaps you'll have to tell me then, Inspector. How did he die? Oh, and feel free to expand on any unpleasantness so I can relive it to the full.
1: You despised him that
2: much? More. Much more.
1: He died of heart failure. <laughs>
2: Didn't know he had a heart.
1: Sudden cardiac arrest.
2: Sudden? Oh, what a shame. Slower would have been nicer. He'd have realized he was going to die, though.
1: Possibly. Possibly not.
2: And what caused this cardiac arrest? Hardening of the arteries.
1: <laughs> this is going to sound strange. Even better. I like a good mystery. The pathologist said he showed all the signs of being scared to death.
2: I've heard that's possible.
1: His eyes were open really wide.
2: You saw him after he died? Yes. This gets better.
1: You're not a very nice person, are you, miss? Mm.
2: No crime in that, Inspector. Tell me more about his eyes.
1: They were staring. Like you see in horror movies. Only much... Much worse. Like he was in so much agony, but couldn't tell anyone.
2: Mm, That must make your job much worse, then. How so? What could cause someone to die of fright? You can't have an identity parade and ask each person in turn to say, boo.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you find this amusing, miss.
2: Yes, I do. But I don't have to solve the crime, do I? And I bet if you'd known Andrew and you didn't have to solve the crime, you'd find it amusing, too.
1: I'm pleased to say I don't think I'm that inhuman. Oh.
2: Then maybe it was me. Maybe I'm so inhuman I scared him to death.
1: Just maybe you
2: did. Going to take some proving, though, isn't it? Yes. Think you ever will?
1: The perfect crime has never been achieved so far.
2: Rubbish! How pompous of you! Why? Don't you understand, if it was the perfect crime, you'd not even know it was a crime? It could go completely undetected. There might not even be a body. How many people disappear each year and are never found? They could disappear because they wanted to. But equally... They could be the victims of a series of perfect crimes. I
1: hardly think so. That's
2: because you're blinkered. You don't think outside the box crime equals body equals killer. Detection by numbers, policing by the book. If the sums get difficult, you're lost. Except in this case, we have a body. Even better. A perfect crime with no body makes for a clever killer. But if a killer can get away with it despite the all-too-evident body... He's really made a killing, so to speak. The killer hasn't got away with it yet, miss. (laughs) Now, there I applaud you, Inspector. You didn't fall for my trap this time. I I didn't? I said he has really made a killing, thereby implying the killer is a man. You, quite correctly, pulled it back to the killer, leaving the possibility of a woman still on the table.
1: I never rule out any possibility.
2: I rather doubt that. If you could find a way to rule out the possibility that Andrew actually was scared to death, I think you'd grab it.
1: Yes. Possibly I would.
2: Think outside the box, Inspector.
1: Meaning... Look!
2: You've come to me for one of three reasons. First, because I have detailed knowledge of the law and I have a firm belief in psychology and its use in crime detection. Yes? Go on. Secondly, because I was acquainted with... (sighs) No intimate with the deceased Andrew Jeevans. And thirdly... Thirdly, your policeman's gut instincts are telling you... I killed him. Doesn't it
1: bother you that I might have you down as prime suspect?
2: Not at all. Why should it? I'm the obvious choice. And I freely admitted, albeit only to you, that I hated him and had thought about killing him. But... And this is a big but... That alone doesn't mean I did it. And, even if it did, it doesn't mean you can prove it. Yet. Yet? (laughs) Not ever. If he did die of fright, I could have been in the room when he died, and you could have been there too, and still not be able to prove anything.
1: So it stays an unsolved crime?
2: Unless you have any better ideas.
1: (sighs) No. How easily you give up. Now you're the one making assumptions. Yes? I didn't say i would given up. I didn't say I've given up. Only that I've no ideas at present.
2: Oh, I stand corrected. Think you'd be able to solve it if you had a confession?
1: Am I likely to get one? You never know. Did you kill him?
2: Yes, I did. I scared him to death.
1: I I don't suppose you'd admit to that in front of witnesses?
2: (laughs) Of course not. But let your mind free, Inspector, if you dare. I still don't follow. Perhaps you shouldn't follow. Perhaps it would be just too much to take. Tell me, damn you! Temper! Temper. All right, I'll tell you. Not that it will do you any good. Or you can do the sensible thing and leave now. While you can. I want to know. Even though knowing will take us no further on than we are now?
1: Let me be the judge of that.
2: Very well. Your choice.
1: Yes. As you say, my choice.
2: Mm. First of all, do you actually believe I killed him?
1: You just told me
2: you did. I could have been lying. Why should you? Because I like playing mind games. So now So I I repeat my question. Do you actually believe I killed him?
1: I can't be 100% certain.
2: But you're prepared to be convinced? I am. Sure? Yes, I'm sure. Tell me more about how he died. I'm not at liberty
1: to Look, divulge
2: Inspector, that. In- if you're not at liberty to divulge anything, then I'm not at liberty to either. Your choice. Well.
1: Okay then. We actually have a witness. Really?
2: Who? His wife. Shame. She deserved better. Then again, seeing the bastard die, mm, I'd have
1: swapped. She came in, she said. And he was on the floor, kneeling, clutching at his throat, staring at the door, trying to speak. But he couldn't. He couldn't breathe and couldn't talk. He just pointed and looked terrified.
2: And then he died?
1: Gradually, yes.
2: You told me it was quick.
1: It wasn't. It was very slow. Excellent.
2: I knew you were lying.
1: She tried to call for help, but he was dead before they arrived. She tried to revive him just before he went, but it was no good.
2: Mm, Thank you for that. I needed to know it wasn't quick. And you say you caused that. You still don't believe me. As I said, I don't see how you... So here we teeter on the brink. I've confessed, but you don't believe me. And Unless you believe me, then you can't, in all conscience as a policeman, try to prosecute me.
1: Reasonable doubt, you mean?
2: Yes. Well put.
1: That's not a decision for me. That's for the courts to decide, as you well know. But
2: would you base a case on such flimsy proof when you don't actually believe it yourself?
1: I really don't have an answer to that. I'll have to think about that one.
2: You haven't realized, have you? What? There's one vital clue in this that you've still not grasped. The key to the whole thing. The very item that could spell the success or downfall of this case. Of me and of you. There's one vital clue in all this that you've still not grasped. The key to the whole thing. The very item that could spell the success or downfall of this case. Of me and of you. You've lost me. Assume for the moment... That Andrew did die of fright. Okay. Why was he so afraid?
1: Because he was dying.
2: But why was he dying? How did he know?
1: The lack of breath. The the terror, I suppose.
2: Terror? About what?
1: We're going round in circles here. The terror because he was dying.
2: But how could he be sure he was going to die? If I said to you now that I was going to scare you to death, would I succeed? No. Why not? No. Because it's not possible. Nearly there, Inspector. Not because it's not possible. More that you believe it's not possible. It's not the possibility that's at issue. It's whether you believe it's possible.
1: And Andrew
2: believed you could kill him. Did he? How else would he have died? Now you're getting there. Going to make the final leap? Going to make the final step? The final leap? What do you mean? Do you believe it's possible I scared him to death? I... I suppose it's possible. I repeat your own words. How else could he have died unless he believed I had the power to kill him? Understand? Yes. I think I do. That's the one thing he needed before I could succeed. If he hadn't believed it. I'd have failed.
1: So you're saying that if someone, anyone, believes you have power over them, then that means you actually have...
2: Congratulations. Well done, Detective First Class. The problem for you now is what do you do with that knowledge? Before you can convict me, you need to make someone else believe it. After all, you have no actual evidence. You need to persuade them that I could kill a man by the power of my thought and his belief. Yes. And there will never be any proof. You can't be sure of that. Oh, I think I can. You believe me. That's why... You can never take it further. If I can kill one believer... (laughs) (laughs) Belief was the key, Inspector. That's all it takes. (laughs) Ironic, isn't it? If you hadn't believed me, you'd not have been able to prosecute me. Now you do. You can't. Ever. Because as soon as you try, you die. (laughs) Will that be all? Oh, you can close the door on your way out, Inspector. (laughs)
0: i hope you enjoyed mind games thank you for listening and supporting our theater community we are committed to launching new plays new writers and new talent if you like what you hear please click on the donation buttons you find all over the website Again, your tax-deductible donations will help keep our plays on the radio stage. If you're interested in submitting a play for production, you can find that information on our website as well. Please share this podcast with friends, and don't forget to subscribe so you'll be notified when our next production is live. Thank you so much.